Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for March 1st. 2023. So this is the first day of the third month of this particular year. On New Year's Eve, heading into this year, the Lord told me to start the the year with a series on the miracles of Jesus. And that's what I'm doing. And we're walking through miracle after miracle after miracle. This is part 36 of the overall series. The title of today's message is The Miracles of Jesus, part 36, A Demon Possessed Mute, part two. And really what I'm going to focus on is the power of unity. Say the power of of unity. When you're walking with God, God is walking with you and you're led by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will bring us together. We are here. We are stronger together. We're better together. Two are better than one. One can chase a thousand, but two can put 10,000 to flight. Say we are better together. There is power in unity. Get ready to receive the word. All right, so listen, let me just say this. I actually thought about this while the little uh, B-roll was playing. Um, from a power of unity perspective, Isabella was teaching a Bible study last night, and a person uh, shared a testimony. And when the person shared the testimony, it seemed like everybody that was on live just rallied around this person. Uh, and, you know, we just set our faith in agreement. Uh, we were there to support this person. Uh, why? Because we're all united in the body of Christ. We're just like we put on here. We are a grace life family. So it's, it feels good when you know that you have brothers and sisters all over the world. It feels good when you know that, that you're not in this thing by yourself. Put in the chat, say, I am not alone. You are not alone. I don't care what you're facing this morning. You are not alone. If you put in the chat right now, hey, pray for me about this. There are going to be people that are praying for you on the spot. Why? Because you are not alone. You're not in this thing by yourself. There are no lone rangers in the body of Christ. There is power in unity. Say amen to that. All right. So before we get into it, Psalms 126 and verse four, the Bible says, now Lord, do it again. Come on now, do it again. Say, do it again, God, do it again. Restore us to the former glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. This is a season of refreshing and restoring for us. And I believe that in this season, dry hearts will be drenched again. Whatever area of your life went dry. Like, you know, I mean, the pandemic was no joke. Then 2022 was a challenge for a lot of people. People just like, they lost something along the way. And there's some areas of their life that just went dry and it dried up. But in this season, let's say, Lord, do it again. In this season, God is going to refresh us, restore us, revive us. Every dry area will be drenched again. You ready? All right. So let's talk about this miracle. We dealt with it yesterday. I'm going to go back to it again uh, today. Mark chapter 9, verses 32 to 34. The Bible says, as these two, two men were leaving, these were two blind men that were blind, but now healed formerly blind men. As they were leaving, some people brought another man to Jesus. This man could not talk, but it was because he had a demon inside of him. Jesus forced the demon out and the man was able to talk. And the people were amazed. They said, man, we've never seen that like this in Israel. We've been, we've been in Israel. We're Israelites. We've been going to, to synagogue every Saturday of our lives. And we've seen never, nothing like this. I mean, this is amazing. This man walks with divine authority and power. This man is not like people that are just speaking words. No, this man is walking with power and authority. This man is supernatural. And the Pharisees, when they heard that, <laughs> yeah, they, they were upset. So what did they do? They accused Jesus. They didn't know what else to do. They didn't know what else to say. They said, well, this man is casting out demons by the power 
of Satan, which is dumb, by the way. So as we're looking at this, this story is more um, a deliverance than a healing, right? We're talking about the miracles, but it's a miracle nonetheless. This is not really a healing, it's a deliverance. It wasn't like the man had a physical issue or medical issue or medical condition. It wasn't like his larynx or his vocal cords were tied up by some type of disease. No, he was, he was demon possessed. And so it was more deliverance than healing. But here's the good news. God, that God is, can equally provide us deliverance and healing. Put it in the chat. Say healing and deliverance are available to me. So sometimes we need healing. Sometimes we need deliverance. And the good news is that God can give us healing and God can give us deliverance. Whatever we need is available to us. There's an anointing on us, on the body of Christ to meet whatever you need. So whatever you need, there's an anointing present. Say amen to that. So Jesus cast the demon out of the man. As soon as he did, his speech was restored. People were amazed, but the Pharisees were perplexed. They were like, man, all our lives, we've been spending all of this time building up our ministries and we have our synagogues and we have you know, our practices and we have our local community and all of that. And then this man is disrupting that because this man is coming and he's performing miracles and crowds are following him and they didn't like it. Crowds were following him and they didn't like it. Instead of partnering with Jesus, which obviously they could have done and they should have done, they should have acknowledged that Jesus was the Messiah. The people that were supposedly, the people that were supposed to know God, they, they, they had God standing in right in front of them and they missed him. And they refused to partner with Jesus. So what did they do? They, they, they accused him. They said, well, they fought Jesus tooth and nail. And they said, well, this man cast demons out by the power of Satan. Jesus said this in Luke 11 as a response. He said, okay. First of all, <clears throat> that's ridiculous. Second of all, if Satan is fighting against himself, then how is his kingdom going to survive? A kingdom divided cannot stand. You say that I use the power of Satan to cast out demons? That's ridiculous. I use the power of God to cast out demons. This shows you that God's kingdom has come. He was like, he was walking around saying, hey guys, the kingdom of God is at hand. And, and, but they didn't, they missed it. They totally missed it because they were focused on the wrong thing. So what does this mean for you today? I have six things to share with you this morning. I'm going to try to get through these six things real quick. You ready? All right. This way I need you to rid your heart and mind of all distractions. Here we go. Number one, your life is supposed to be naturally supernatural. Put in the chat, I am naturally supernatural. Once you're born again, you are naturally supernatural. Let me explain. The Father anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit, with power. The Holy Spirit empowered Jesus to walk around. And as he was led by the Spirit, he caused the blind to see, the lame to walk, the dumb to speak, the dead to rise. He did all of this under the power of the Holy Spirit, the anointing of God. Once Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit on the, on the day he was baptized by his cousin, he was led by the Holy Spirit in all things. Jesus was naturally supernatural. And you and I, once we're born again, we have the same Holy Spirit Jesus had. Say that, I am naturally supernatural. I want to drive home this point. I'm going to take my time. I'm going to teach it. Let me explain. Number two, the day you were born again, several things happened. I want you to understand what happened. In 1 Peter 2 and 9, the Bible says you were translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God's marvelous light. So this past tense, like past tense, you were translated into the marvelous light. Say, I'm in the light now, right? So you were translated, 1 Peter 2 and 9, into the marvelous light. Colossians 1 and 13, the Bible says you were transferred 
into the kingdom of God's dear son. So I was transferred into the kingdom of God's dear son. For those of us that were in the military, we would receive orders and we would be transferred from one place to another. We would be assigned to another unit. The Bible says, basically, Colossians 1 and 13, the day you were born again, you received orders from headquarters and you were transferred into the kingdom of God's dear son. You were transferred into the kingdom of light. In Ephesians 2 and 6, the Bible says that we are ascended into heaven right now. We are ascended into heaven right now. We are ascended into heaven and seated at the right hand of God, the Father, the Almighty. I don't work sitting down. I'm always standing up, but some of you may be sitting down. And let's say you're sitting down. Wherever you are sitting down, you may be seated there, but you're also at the same time seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. That's Ephesians 2 and 6. So all of this happened. What else happened? You were covered by the blood of Jesus. That's 1 John 1 and 17. So say this, say, I'm covered by the blood of Jesus. I'm sealed with the Holy Spirit. That's Ephesians 1 and 13. For those of you that get the email, you got all my notes, right? Ephesians 1 and 13, I'm sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise until the day of redemption. Ephesians 3 and 11, I am called according to God's eternal work and purpose for my life. All of this happened already. So it's past tense. All of these things happen. I'm in the kingdom of, I'm out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. I'm in the kingdom of God's dear son. I'm seated in heavenly places. I'm covered by the blood of Jesus. I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise until the day of redemption. I'm called according to God's work and plan and purpose. Come on, man. I am naturally supernatural. All of this thing, these things already happen. Say it already happened. This is not something that's going to happen. This, these are things that already happened. Number three, when you understand that all of this happened when you were born again, you comprehend that you are no longer natural to this world. You are no, say this, say, I am no longer natural to this world. Jesus said, this, this world is not my home. It's like, I am, I'm from up there, but I'm living down here. You are no longer, once you're born again, natural to this world. You are actually natural to God's realm and you're living in this world. Jesus said you are in this world, but you're not of this world. Come on now. You are no longer natural to this world. I don't know if you know this, but I'm, this is all Bible. This is all Bible. You were filled with the same Holy Spirit that Jesus was filled with so that you could walk and live the same way that Jesus lived. Once you're born again, the supernatural is natural to you. Here's the problem. Once you're born again, the supernatural is natural to you. You just don't know how to live it. 2 Corinthians uh, 5, 5, well, 2 Corinthians 5 and 17 says, you are a new creation in Christ Jesus. All things were made new. When you got born again, all things were made new, past tense. 2 Corinthians 5 and 21 says, uh, um, God made him, Jesus, to become sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So we are, I am the righteousness of God right now by faith. I'm the righteousness of God. I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. All things are made new. The problem is that the day you get born again, you are, you are a new man or woman living in an old body and you are in need of a new mind. You're born again. Everything is new. You just don't know how to live like it. You're born again. Everything is new. You just don't know how to live like it because your mind is not renewed. And so your mind has to be renewed to think and act like God, which is why you should watch today's word, which is why you should go to church, which is why you should go to Bible study, because the word of God contains the character, the attributes, and the nature of God, the character, the attributes, and the nature of God. So the more word of God I know, the better I'm going to know the God of the word. And so, so I'm learning the word of God so that I can get to know the God of the word. I'm learning his word, his will, his ways. The word of God is the will of God on paper. And so I'm learning God through his word and my mind is being renewed so I can think and act like him. I must be deprogrammed from this world 
so I could be reprogrammed to think and act like God. I'm already naturally supernatural. I just don't know how to live like it until I'm, my mind is renewed. So in any area, watch this. Let me slow down on this point. In any area of your life where your mind has not been renewed, don't say, well, in that area, I'm still natural. Like I'm not supernatural in that area yet because my mind needs to be renewed. In that area, I'm still natural. No, you are naturally supernatural. In that area, the Bible says you are carnal. What, you, what, you, you, what, what you're doing is you're thinking like a mere man in that area. So if your mind hasn't been renewed concerning your children, in that area, you are carnal towards your children. If your mind hasn't been renewed concerning people that don't like you, <laughs> like you could be born again and still be spiteful, then, then, then in that area, you're carnal. If your mind hasn't been renewed about your finances, then in that area, you're carnal. It's not that you're natural because you're naturally supernatural. In that area, you are carnal. And the Bible says to be carnally minded is death, but to be spirit minded is life. And so we are supposed to learn how to walk in the spirit. Man, I'm giving you some meat this morning. I'm trying to slow down. I'm, I want to teach you this thing. We got to walk in the spirit so that we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. You got it? That's Romans 8 and 14. That's Galatians 5 and 16. I mean, all of this, we're walking in the spirit. So why? Because we're naturally supernatural. All right, you got it? All right. Number four, if you're born again, you should expect the supernatural to manifest in your life. I already shared with you before, I think it was yesterday. Yeah, yesterday I shared with you that uh, uh, this particular actor, you know, was being applauded just for, you know, mentioning that he's a Christian in Hollywood. But he said, well, I'm good with the Psalms. I'm good with the Proverbs. I'm good with like love thy neighbor and all that. I'm good with forgive. But I, the, the supernatural stuff, that's some magic. I, I don't know what to do with that. Well, that's a shame. Because wouldn't it be a shame for you to walk around with the Holy Ghost for 10, 20, 30, 40 years and never use him, never see a manifestation of God's power in your life? You were not born again so you could live like a mere man. Put in the chat, I am not a mere man. The Bible tells us this in Mark chapter 16, these signs are supposed to follow them that believe, right? And so we're supposed to walk in signs and miracles and wonders. We're supposed to see the supernatural manifestation of the power of God. What people say, well, Rick, wait a minute. Are you telling me that any believer can, can like lay hands on the sick and watch them recover, that any believer can operate. Come on, those, those are special gifts. No, there are gifts. That's the, there are gifts. First Corinthians chapter 12 gifts. First Corinthians chapter 14 gifts. There are Romans uh, chapter 12 gifts. Yeah, there are gifts. I got it. But the anointing is for everybody. I mean, like Ethan, who's nine years old, has laid hands on people. Like, I mean, like it's not about, you don't need a special gift to be led by the Holy Spirit to pray for somebody. And the supernatural power of God is supposed to manifest because these signs are supposed to follow them that believe. Could it be if you've never experienced the power of God, could it be that you never asked for it? Could it be that you never prayed for it? Could it be that you never see yourself operating in that, in that capacity? As a born again believer, you got to believe what God believes about you. Say amen to that. All right. Numbers five and six, last two points are really going to deal with division and unity. Number five, Satan has a kingdom. Put that in the chat. I know people don't like to talk about this, but Satan has a kingdom. We need to acknowledge it. Satan has a kingdom. Jesus acknowledged the fact that Satan has a kingdom. And once you're born again, we already were translated out of his kingdom, but we used to live in his kingdom. You used to be in the, I'm pointing at you, look at me. You used to be in the kingdom of Satan. Let me let that sink in for a minute. You know why I can say that? Because we all were there. Let me tell you what the Bible says. Ephesians chapter two, beginning at verse one. The Bible says this, in the past, 
you were spiritually dead because of your sins and the things that you did against God because of your trespasses and sins. You were spiritually dead. We all were. Verse two, yes, in the past, your lives were full of those sins. You live the way the world lives, following the ruler of the evil powers that are above the earth. That's Satan, the prince of the power of the air. That same spirit is working right now in the people who refuse to obey God. So there's this rebellious spirit that's operating in the people who refuse to obey God. Uh-oh, verse three says, in the past, we all live like that. So don't try to act like it wasn't you. In the past, we all live like that. First John says, if you claim to be without sin, you're a liar and the truth is not in you. Don't try to act like you were born holy. No, 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 no. We all live like that. Verse three, let me read it slow. In the past, all of us live like that. We were all under the power of Satan. We were all under the influence of Satan. We all lived in sin. We were all trying to please our sinful selves. We did all of that. We did things in our bodies and in our minds. We did whatever we wanted. Like everyone else in this world, we deserve to suffer God's anger just because of the way we were. Now, if you keep reading, it says, thanks be unto God who, who, who sent his son. I got it. But we were all that way. Don't try to act like we were not. You used to be under the, the power of Satan, the influence of Satan. You were in the kingdom of Satan. You were born that way. That's why you got to be born again. So you don't have to deny Satan's power. Jesus acknowledged it. I just don't want you to be afraid of it. It's okay to acknowledge that Satan has power. I just like to remind you that Jesus has more power that our power is bigger than his power. Satan and his imps have power, but there's no God, there's no power like God's power. So Jesus was never afraid of demons because he knew that the power of God was in him. He just cast them out. But notice, let me slow down on this point. Notice that Jesus didn't act like the demons did not exist. I don't know what it is with some Christians, but they don't want to talk about hell. They don't want to talk about Satan. They don't, oh, I don't believe in Satan. Well, I'm not saying I believe in him, but he, there is a Satan that we do have an enemy. That's ridiculous to act like he doesn't exist. Well, I don't want to talk about demon. Well, yes, there are demons. I mean, it's in the Bible. What, are you, what Bible are you reading? I'm not glorifying Satan, but I'm acknowledging that he exists. The Bible says you should not be ignorant of the devil's devices. Jesus never acted like there were no demons. Jesus never, a matter of fact, Jesus acknowledged that Satan exists. He said, well, listen, you claim that I'm casting out demons by the power of Satan. Listen, Satan has a, a kingdom. If, if, if I were doing the works by the power of Satan, then a kingdom the divided cannot stand. He was saying Satan has a kingdom and I have a kingdom. It's just that my kingdom is stronger than his kingdom. And so I'm not acting like I'm glorifying it, but I am acknowledging that there is a devil. We do have an enemy. The Bible tells us, watch this, thanks be unto God who always gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Put that in, in the chat. God always gives me the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So I acknowledge the fact that I do have opposition, but I also acknowledge that I always win. I win in Christ Jesus because Jesus already obtained the victory for me. Say amen to that. And then last point for today, uh, there is power in unity. Say unity. Queen Latifah said, U-N-I-T-Y, that's way long time ago. Anyway, there's power in unity. Jesus taught us that a divided kingdom cannot stand. You know what Satan loves? Satan loves division. Satan loves to draw people apart. Satan is the author of confusion, the Bible says. Unity brings strength. Division brings weakness. Satan wants us divided. God wants us united. The Pharisees, 
They could have partnered with Jesus. The Pharisees could have said, look, the Sanhedrin council could have got together, said, man, whatever this dude is doing, like, I mean, come on, man, this has to be God. Let's partner with him. When, when I remember one time the disciples came to Jesus and they were like, hey, Jesus, the disciples of John are out there and they're, they're doing ministry. They're performing miracles and they're operating in your name. You know, let, let's go tell them to stop. And he was like, why would we tell them to stop? If they're not against us, they're for us, man. Dude, those are our brothers and sisters. Why are you tripping? Like, I mean, like, it doesn't have to be about you. We're all united. Like, I mean, why, why you, why, don't let competitive jealousy, it's unfortunate, but there's competitive jealousy in the body of Christ. Come on, don't, don't let there be competitive jealousy. Ce celebrate one another. The Pharisees could have partnered with Jesus, but they chose to fight against him. In the United States of America, where I live, the, in the United States right now, I don't know what's going on, even in the body of Christ, but there seems to be like this spirit of division. Like, like I don't know, when I was a kid, people could argue, um, people could disagree without being disagreeable. When I was a kid, like, you know, we could have differences, but it was, we were still cool. Like, like now it's like, there's people in the body of Christ that one person says, oh, I'm a Democrat. The other one says, I'm a Republican. They don't even want to talk to each other. And they go to the same church. That's crazy. I mean, like, people are so divided over things. Like, I mean, chill out, dude. I mean, like, we have too much in common to be uncommon. And especially as believers, powerful things happen when we come together as one, united, under the blood of Jesus, with common goals. We have too much in common to be uncommon. Let me make it clear. Jesus made it clear that a kingdom divided cannot stand. So it's time for us as the church to be united. It's time for us as a church to come together and not major on the minors. We're supposed to focus on the things that matter. If you peel back the onion, you will find that most Christians are divided over things that don't even matter. Like, I mean, I've, I've had people come to me and say, oh, you baptize these guys in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Ghost. You should have baptized them in Jesus' name. What? For real? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, Jesus said baptize in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Yeah, but in the book of Acts, Peter baptized in Jesus' name. Okay. So what I do is when I baptize somebody, I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus. Amen. That way we got it all covered. I mean, I'm not going to, uh, this is stupid. Why are we even arguing about this? I mean, like people focus on things that are ridiculous. In the Dominican Republic, when we do ministry in the Dominican Republic, I bring people together. Matter of fact, my cousin that runs our team in the Dominican Republic, he goes to a Catholic church. I got people, I partner with Catholics, the Assemblies of God, with Baptists, non-denominational. I could care less. Like, as long as we know Jesus, as long as we're covered by the blood of Jesus, we have too much in common to be uncommon. I don't care if you're Church of God, Church of Christ, Church of God in Christ. If you're born again, listen, if you believe that Jesus was born of a virgin, for those of, those of you that, were, that understand or, or had to memorize the Apostles' Creed like me, that Jesus was born of a virgin, lived a sinless life. He suffered, he bled, he died, he rose again from the dead uh, with all power in his hand. He ascended up into heaven, right? And he's coming back again in glory to judge the living and the dead. If you agree with that, I don't care if you clap on the second and fourth beat or the first and third beat. I don't care if you want to wear Jordans and skinny jeans to church or a three-piece suit. Like if I could care less, if we agree on those things, we're together and there's power in unity. We need to come together. As the body of Christ, Satan was, was dividing people. Satan was working through the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Do not let that be said of you. Say we're better 
together. You got it? Man, I covered a whole lot today. I covered doctrine. I covered being born again, supernatural, carnal, and the power of you. All of that, there was a lot in this message. This is one of those messages you might need to listen to again. All right, you ready? Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to speak up, you know, lift up your voice like a trumpet and say this. Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. This year, I will experience supernatural manifestation like never before. You anointed Jesus and you've anointed me. I declare what you've already decreed. Miracles, signs, and wonders shall be manifested in this world, in me and through me. The supernatural is natural to me. I believe it. I receive it. I attempt it. And Father, in this season, I choose to be a peacemaker and not a peace breaker. I walk in love. I reconcile the world to you. And I reconcile my brothers and sisters to one another. United we stand under the bloodstained banner of Jesus Christ. We have too much in common to be uncommon with one another. Living with this mindset, I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Tomorrow we're going to have another one. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org to get my notes. Click on the big red subscribe button. You should have got my notes today. There was some good stuff in there. Uh, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. So sign up. Do me a favor. Two things. Number one, right now, go into the chat. Leave me some comments if this message was a blessing to you. Number two, share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing day. Watch this again if you need to be built up and edified. As a reminder, there is power in unity. I love you. See you tomorrow morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program, and Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity, and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, we have several books and products on rickpina.co. These are products designed to help you grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have apparel there that will help you represent the grace life. Thank you so much for being a blessing to us. And we pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.